Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox-Starks. Well, guys, happy May Day! Yay! <laughs> oh, May Day, the day where we're supposed to be, I think, tying colorful ribbons to the top of a random pole and dancing around it in a circle, kind of like a colorful version of Festivus <laughs> without the feats of strength? I don't know. I don't know what the tradition is. It's ancient, though. May Day is a very important day to celebrate the renewal of spring and the earth being super beautiful colors. You know, the, the fields are alive with flowers. Well, and all that good stuff. And not at all Mayday, Mayday, my plane is going down. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I just, I was always confused by Mayday. <laughs> I always had both of those conflictual images in my head on May 1st, and I didn't know which one to believe was the thing. So, and I never really bothered to update my own personal uh, ideas of the day, so... There you have it. Today, I'm going to do a little bit different format than usual. Usually, I will come up with the Ascension Scale and the Shimon Resonance and a couple pieces of news. But as I start looking into the Earth Changes and Earth Strangeness news, there was just so much. Like, so, so much that... I had missed out on I, I just it's like I was doing my show doing everything and then I realized oh my god there's I mean so many things going on that I cannot just do two or three stories a night I have to do a whole show on it tonight <laughs> I hope you guys like the earth changes and the earth strangeness news that I do because I mean it's just incredible it's just incredible what's going on. So at first, we're going to go over the Ascension Scale. Today, the Ascension Symptom Scale is at 92. So we were at 99 yesterday. So you must have felt a little bit of relief today. I know that I did. I woke up with a little bit of pain in my back, but not like I had been. In fact, I, I went to bed early and I tossed and turned for four hours hours and could not sleep. I had so much energy. I felt like great. I didn't hardly eat anything yesterday, but I felt amazing. Like I just, I don't know. <laughs> like I didn't need to sleep. I didn't need to eat tons and tons of energy. And I finally just tossed and turned until about 
about four or five in the morning and I got up and I had my coffee and I just, I watched um, uh, the movie About Time. If you guys have never seen the movie About Time, I'm telling you right now, it's about time you see it. <laughs> it is the sweetest, most loving, heartfelt uh, it's such a heartfelt it's like a spiritual movie that's not uh, purported to be such but it's very deeply spiritual in the way that there's a sense of unity and oneness the law of one is adequately represented in this movie even though that's not what it's about it's about um, a man on his 21st birthday is told by his father that the men in their family have the ability to travel back and forth in time and he teaches them how to do it and he thinks his dad's full of crap and it's not true and it's just a big elaborate prank he's pulling on him and so he tries it and oh my god it's real he can go back and forth in time and his dad's like so what are you gonna do with it how would you use this power if you had this power and the whole movie is about how he decides to use his power. And the family, the way that the family is portrayed, the brother, the sister, mother, father, and the uncle. And they all live out in the countryside in Cornwall, England. And it's just, it's an incredible movie. And the way that the characters are and their interactions with each other, even when they're insulting each other, there's such a gentleness and beauty to it that you could see in their eyes and in the timbre of their voice, the way they look at each other. These actors look like they really are a family. I don't know how they achieved this, but I mean, you've got to see About Time. It's on Netflix right now. I've seen it so many times and I hadn't seen it in years. And I was like, oh, I have to see it. I just, anything to do with time travel, whether it's about time or the time traveler's wife or Benjamin Button or a moment in, was it, or no, somewhere in time. They're just, I love anything to do with time travel. So, I mean, this movie just, it just gets you, it grabs you and it makes you like you're roped in and you want to be a part of the family. You want them to love you as much as they love each other. And you don't even realize until afterwards, like, ah, oh, damn, that was just a movie. These guys probably didn't even know each other before they filmed. So how did they achieve that level of love and intimacy? And it felt so genuine, you know, and I'm not giving anything away by saying that because you see that, that connection with these people like literally within the first five minutes of the movie. So I'm literally, I'm not spoiler alerting you. <laughs> There's no spoilers here, but go, go immediately and see this movie. It's just, it will uplift you spiritually and just make you feel, it'll almost make you long for having um, a non-dysfunctional um, family. <laughs> I don't know, maybe that's what it is. It's like, I don't know. It's a really good movie though, but I watched that early in the morning and I got up and, you know, just did that. And when I was done with the movie, then my body's like, okay, now let's rest. I'm like, great. Right when the sun's coming up. So I did a meditation in front of the window with a super, 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 super bright sun. I mean, it's, it's incredible how hot and bright the sun is lately. It just, 
I mean, I've been in this country for a year and a half, more than a year and a half. It should not be that much different, I think. And I don't know why it is. But I mean, the side of the building heats up like rapidly and it's just like the windows like crack, like this, make this cracking sound because the heat is so intense and so immediate. And and it's a little scary. It's like, I don't know, maybe I should move. (laughs) I don't know if this is normal. And the sides of the, I mean, this is a brick and um, plaster building. It's like concrete, brick and plaster. And the sides of the walls of the outside of the house, the bricks, when they heat up so rapidly, they make this cracking sound. It's so strange. I don't know. But I don't know if it's the sun is hotter or if I'm just not used to living in this kind of building. I've only been here like eight months, so I haven't been here this part of the year yet. So maybe it's just time. Anyway, the Schumann Resonance today... At 12.30 UTC time, they report today for May Day. (laughs) There was not much calm after yesterday's powerful 70 hertz spike. The last 18 hours of the graph show continuous movements that are constantly above 40 hertz from 9 UTC time. The peaks so far have been at 46 hertz at 10 and 10.40, I mean 10 and 10.30 a.m., So pretty much everything has been above 40 hertz, above the fifth dimension. Now, in the evening report at 1700 UTC time, they reported after about 90 minutes on the 40 hertz from 11 to 1230, it went to about one hour and a half to 30 hertz until 2 p.m., after which the amplitude then returned to normal values so we've had a lot of activity and that kind of is consistent with what I got using muscle testing for today's ascension scale ascension symptom scale I mean 92 it did kind of settle down after a while so we were at 99 now we're at 92 lesser symptoms but I after in the afternoon I was I did wake up in the afternoon because I went to bed so early so you know six in the morning and or six or seven in the morning anyway um i decided to take a bath because my back was hurting a little bit and i thought well i'm going to alleviate my ascension symptoms um what i've been telling you guys to do i decided finally to do for myself take my own advice so i took a lovely bath i put on side trance music just blasted it <laughs> and I, I forgot the weed or the wine i didn't have anything to alter me except for the music and I put a blue dye food coloring in the tub to make a beautiful blue turquoise color in the water. And I put my coconut bubble bath. It is methyl paraben free. <laughs> it's not chemically. It's, it's just pretty natural. I think it's made in possibly in Spain. I think this one is. And it's coconut smell. So it hardly foams up. It's more natural ingredients. But super lovely and I just and in a, in a cup of Epsom salt half a cup of Epsom salts magnesium sulfate which uh, detoxes your skin and so I just laid in this tub for like an hour and just listened to the side trance and I put candles on shut off the overhead light and it was just really relaxing and beautiful so it was nice it felt good 
to do something nice for myself for a change. Cause normally I just, I don't know, I'm Virgo, just, you know, very tough on myself. And this is like the first time in a long time. Like I promised myself when I first moved to Ecuador, I'd buy myself roses every week and I would make sure I always have a cup of hot chocolate at least four times a week. And I haven't had chocolate in two months. Not like me. None of this is like me. It's very weird. I think uh, everything is changing. Everything is constantly changing now with the, um, the ascension of going into the fifth dimension. And it's so bizarre. I think my birds are better. They are not the pigeons outside the window. They were cooing a lot more today. They, they were quiet, like literally silence. It was like they weren't even on the radar for about two or three days after they got sick. And thank God, I think they're, I think they got over whatever flu or cold they had. I didn't know pigeons could get sick like that. I mean, except for the bird flu that we've heard of, but I didn't know that was specifically pigeons. So we're still putting them on uh, extinction, <laughs> which is a behavioral modification uh, phrase. <laughs> it just means we're basically ignoring them and keeping the windows completely closed because we're kind of freaked out about whatever germs they may or may not have, and we don't want to catch it. So I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, um, go ahead and make yourself some popcorn. You're going to hear some crazy news stories, crazy news stories that I just, I don't know. There's so much that I, I just, I can't do it two or three stories at a time. Literally it would take weeks and there's so many things cropping up daily now that I just want to get through it. We'll have one, a news story, a, just a news show today but it's going to be crazy strange stuff uh the majority of you haven't heard any of this stuff yet i bet maybe one or two of these stories you'll know and then the rest are gonna be like what really a lot of this is fringe stuff and weird news so stick around um let the 35 second message play while you go off to the bathroom or you go to make popcorn or get yourself a cup of hot tea or hot cocoa If you're drinking hot cocoa, I'm a little jealous because I did run out. I haven't been to the store in weeks. I just go to the next door store and they don't have, they don't have the organic cocoa powder that I like. So I got to go to a specialty store for that. All right. (laughs) Anyway, enjoy your hot cocoa. Don't forget to put coconut oil in it because coconut oil is good for your lips and it's good for losing weight and it's good for energy and it's good for your brain. Okay, I will be right back with the new show, new show Wednesday. All right. All right, guys, welcome to Weird Wednesday, (laughs) all about the strange news and the weird news going around the planet, Earth changes and Earth strangeness. All right, so my first question is in Arabic. What the hell is going on in Saudi Arabia? In Nadran, in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, we have a massive swarm of locusts. What's really a concern to people is that 
a small mini swarm of locusts that weigh, I think they said a million tons, can actually eat the same equivalent of food that 35,000 people eat in a full day with all three meals and snacks. That's how much a a swarm, a small swarm of locusts can eat in one day. And so the United Nations earlier this year said because there were heavier rains than usual, everybody in all the countries along the Red Sea, they need to be aware. They need to start storing their food now because the locusts are coming. They were in Israel during Passover, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago, as well as yesterday. And now today, um, I saw that there was a story in this past over the weekend the locust hit Saudi Arabia. So I hope that our brothers and sisters in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia are doing well today. It's pretty, pretty crazy. I mean, if they eat all the food, the only thing left to eat is the locusts. Ew, right? I mean... They called John the Baptist a wild man because he ate locusts with honey. That was a thing. 2,000 years ago, that was a thing. You know why? The locusts ate the food. There's nothing more to eat but the locusts. Creepy. I mean, it's like bees make honey, so it's like everything to do with insects was there what they ate. Probably with unleavened bread really really creepy I don't know what unleavened bread is exactly I know it's bread that does not rise that does not have yeast in it they probably do not put eggs in it I'm assuming it's kind of like a tortilla you know maybe like a pita bread or a tortilla so I mean I can't imagine putting a locust making a locust burrito out of that Ugh, ugh, gross so I hope that my Saudi Arabian friends are doing well and have food stored like rice and stuff because that's maybe all they're they're gonna have to eat this year well at least for the next couple months until the locusts are gone and new things grow pretty pretty creepy yeah all right um the nasa offices have decided to create a new office called the Planetary Defense Office because we have had a surge of epic asteroid bombardments hitting the planet. Now, you've heard me talk about these little news stories all over the planet, right? In Siberia twice, I think there's one in Ukraine. There was an asteroid or a bolide over Washington, D.C. All this within the past month. Now, over Brazil, there has been three in three weeks. Pretty crazy. This is according to Skywatch Media. They're calling the asteroid drill, Asteroid 2019 PDC. They are looking into various things that they can do in the event of a huge asteroid event because usually when an asteroid is coming so fast towards us, we only have a couple hours to prepare for impact because they don't really have an early warning defense system in place right now. We don't really know. We don't have that 
oh, well, in two days, we're going to have an asteroid in this place, so scatter away from that area. We don't have that. So they are having, like, a, I think it's a five-day conference. They're in the middle of it now, and it goes on for two more days. They are talking about um, disaster preparedness and relief and funding to research how we can kind of see when an asteroid is coming. Also, asteroid deflection, if we could deflect it away from the planet, as well as the emergency management. Like, what are we going to do if we are impacted? How are we going to get food and shelter and clothing and water to the people that have just been impacted? It's really crazy. I mean, never in my 50 years has this ever been a thing. And suddenly it's a thing. And I think because our galaxy is moving. So you know how we have the sun and all of our planets revolve around the sun. Well, our entire galaxy is revolving around a central sun. There's a giant sun in the galactic center, bigger than our sun. And all the galaxies swirl around that. So all the suns that have planets that swirl around themselves, that whole thing swirls around. So it's like a giant baby mobile. <laughs> it's like a giant baby mobile. I don't know. It's the only way I could think of it. Like, except we don't have the strings attached that we can know. We don't know about it if there are, but there aren't. So <clears throat> it's really, really crazy. So over Brazil... In the past three weeks, they've had like over Rio de Janeiro, one was over the ocean, one was over a smaller town. um, Oh, I forgot. Fiorella. I don't know. Fio something. Anyway, three times over Brazil and over Siberia, they seem to be hot spots for these huge, I mean, huge bolides. I mean, there's a book about Mars and they lost their atmosphere when bolides hit the surface and gouged, like left huge scars in the surface of Mars. We're, we have a lot of stuff to cover regarding Mars a little bit later. We're going to cover up some new, new Martian stories, but I want to say Graham Hancock wrote the book, but I'm not really sure it's God has been years since I read any part of this book and my ex read it and told me the whole thing. We used to read books um, silently and then we would like share with each other what we read. So it was almost like we were reading two books in a week. Every, each one of us would read a book so or every three or four days and we would share. So I don't know. We used to spend almost $500 a month on books back in the day. So I mean, like 20 years ago, that's a lot of money. We are we're total nerds. Okay, total nerds. Anyway, um, but... Mars, they they do have an atmosphere, but for a long time they didn't. So we're going to go over some stuff in a minute about Mars. That's stuff you will not believe. Okay. um, Let's see. Costa Rica also had a massive fireball meteor. They, a lot of people reported it, but the best footage they have of it was from one of the volcano cams. They have cameras on all their volcanoes so that they could see what happened if it went off. 
and it, it's like fed to a satellite so that even if the camera is taken out, you know. So on their volcano cam, there was a bright meteor flash and the whole camera went blank because it was such a bright um, flash upon um, right before impact. And um, some of the people in Costa Rica got these. In fact, the people in Brazil got these. Now, all of these meteors, when they're coming into the atmosphere, are turning bright green, like an emerald green. And I saw one like this about 20 years ago. When my husband and I first met, we had just gotten married. We were moving. Actually, we weren't even married yet. We were gonna, we're about to be married. And we were traveling to North Carolina. North Carolina, North California, from Southern California, late in the night, about three in the morning, we're listening to Art Bell, and it was like the it was like starting to repeat. The show had ended, and it was repeating the new show, and then all of a sudden, this massive fireball, green fireball, came. And what I've been seeing on all of these videos, it's exactly like the one that I saw like 20 years ago. I mean, meteors are nothing new. Usually they hit in the desert and there's only certain places on the earth. So it's very weird for them to go over Washington, D.C., over major cities. Like usually for whatever weird reason, they're usually attracted to only the desert, which is weird. You know, in different parts like Siberia, I think, has always been one of those meteor ridden places. But very, very, very weird. So it's fast and furious out there guys i mean there's so many comets or or, i mean asteroids bolides meteors fireballs all of these words have been in the media lately in the past month six weeks it's so strange i just feel like are we passing through the asteroid belt is that what's happening I, i i think that might be true But when NASA is planning asteroid drills and they just set up a planetary defense office and they're literally having an international team of scientists having a private conference about it right now, you know it's serious. This is serious stuff. So outside of Cleveland, Ohio, next to, I think it's the city of Grafton and couple of cities just outside of Cleveland, Ohio. Over the weekend, they heard loud booms. They saw a large flash of light in the middle of the night and huge booms. It's scaring people, shook people's homes and their cars and their, um, even the police station was shaken. Nobody knows where the loud booms are coming from. The ground is shaking. All this stuff has been happening in Cleveland, Ohio. And what's weird is the same exact thing happened with the fireball, the meteor, over Costa Rica. So they had huge flashes of light, the loud booms, and the ground shook like it was an earthquake with the fireball. So I'm wondering if this, when this happened in Ohio, did this not, maybe it was a, a meteor there too, and no one... Cause it was like two in the morning that they didn't really see. It was like two or three in the morning or no, actually it was one is at nine 15. I think there's another one, two or three in the morning. So maybe no one's outside at that time. I don't know. It sounds to me 
in the Cleveland, Ohio case that at least it's possible it was um, just someone lighting a stick of dynamite, you know. I know in Detroit, when I lived there, my kid knew some kids in the neighborhood and in the neighborhood one or two blocks over, um, they had found, I don't know how they found it, but they found a load of dynamite and they were like lighting one at a time and they, they created this enormous crater in the school grounds during the summertime. And I mean, we heard it, we're like, oh my God, they could have killed themselves. And it was this loud boom and it shook all the houses and rattled the windows and we were like, what the hell? And then my son gets a little, you know, notification on his phone. He goes, oh my God, that was my friend's lighting dynamite. God, they're morons. Like they could die from that, you know? And we kind of laughed about it, but at the same time, it's like pretty scary. Who leaves like dynamite laying around in a city when there's a lot of bored kids in the summertime? It's just, it wasn't good. So I don't know, the Cleveland, Ohio thing that makes me it reminded me of that situation in Detroit with the dynamite. So <clears throat> let's see in, in Brazil, the, the meteor, the bolide that came over the city of Rio de Janeiro, they clocked it at 43,000 miles per hour, almost 43,000 miles per hour. So pretty crazy. I, I, I couldn't believe that. Um, all over planet Earth, in the most recent weeks, two to three weeks, people have reported massively bizarre cloud formations, things they've never seen in their whole life. The clouds are making um, patterns. They're looking really strange. They're doing things they never did before. See, I thought it was only me. I thought maybe I went most of my whole life not looking up in the daytime. And suddenly, maybe it's just because I'm in the cloud forest. I'm in the Andes Mountains in Ecuador. It's very beautiful, very misty, cloudy. It's phenomenal here. But And I was just mentioning yesterday, wasn't I? Like, But I found out today, according to Skywatch Media, that people all over the planet are reporting the most bizarre looking clouds that no one has ever seen before. Not just the square cutout clouds that look like um, someone took a square cookie cutter in this giant pattern. You know, not that as much anymore, but just these weird like globule looking clouds with streaks cut out of them. I don't know how to explain it. I can't even explain it. It's almost like a ginormous claw came and just clawed at the clouds. And there's like holes where the claws clawed at the clouds. Um, another, <clears throat> another, <clears throat> excuse me, another really strange thing that has happened in three or four cities over Texas in the past week is these superstorm clouds are starting to form. Now I've seen two of these over, um, one was over kind of the city just to the, um, east of me. And let's see, uh, to the south of me, I saw one in the past, um, probably two months. I've seen two of these clouds and I don't know if they're exactly the same or not. I think they are. They're called supercell clouds. 
supercell cloud formations and it's like the whole sky is white clouds like normal white clouds some of them are, are puffy and fluffy like cotton balls and some of them are just kind of more wispy and sometimes the sky will look just like plain white it's just the solid cloud cover and there's no definition to the clouds because there's so much moisture in the air and then all of a sudden one cloud will form and it starts to spin not like a hurricane but like a disc like a giant ufo and it turns almost jet black now this has happened in three or four places over texas happened over amarillo texas and it happened over um prairie land texas as well as a couple other cities over the past week and people have caught these really bizarre clouds in the sky just they're spinning slowly and they're black almost like a a steel gray blue sometimes they're kind of dark 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 gray mixed with blue and they're just spinning and they're really really thick with rainwater and then they just let loose and a massive storm happens right after but before i mean when i was a kid the way that the, the we called them thunderheads and the thunderheads would be these beautiful puffy white clouds and then they would be come gray and then they get almost dark black almost in parts they look black or deep 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 charcoal gray and then they would just let loose and you'd see the rains falling down and you could see it looks like black streaks in the sky almost like mascara running down a crying lady's face and, and it was like if you think of the sky as, as a giant face and the mascara is running down and then it would come closer and closer and closer until it just looked like a normal thunderstorm and the lightning would come out of that and it would just be like localized lightning out of individual clouds but i did report to you guys a couple maybe about a month ago here there was this lightning that went over like four or five miles we saw it my son saw it out the window he's like oh my god it was like crack 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 all the way down like as far as the eye could see to the right and to the left and it just went all the way across the sky with this massive massive crack of lightning sound followed by thunder that was the whole sky not just a part of the sky and so i don't know what to make of it i know the storms are weird they're very weird I know that um, these supercell cloud formations, I never heard of this when I was a kid. There's a lot of weather pattern things that just are like new. They're starting to happen as a pattern all over the planet, but they're new. Now, I think I mentioned about two months ago that there was thunder snow. I've never in my life seen lightning and thunder during a snowstorm but in Megalia we would have it in part of our yard would be sunny part would be rainy part would be snowing and then we'd have thunder and lightning as well and sometimes we would have like 75 mile an hour winds well one one time we actually had 200 mile an hour winds a hurricane on land and we were five hours from the coast up in the mountains the the world 
is changing in the most bizarre ways. So these super cell clouds have been of concern because they're just super storms come out of them. We've been having the cyclones, the bomb cyclones with the massive amounts of snow. We just had over the weekend um, a foot of snow, I believe, fell in Michigan and throughout the Midwest in the United States. India is going through a massive cyclone right now. There's a lot of tornadoes all over the planet where never there were tornadoes before. Now they're happening. There have been strange sightings of these massive storms all over the globe. Also reported at the same time, uh, again in fifth dimensional news, because we are in the fifth dimension, there have been reported iridescent rainbow colors in the skies, and the skies have shown up as the most beautiful rainbow colors that nobody has ever seen before, ever. And this is not just what I've been seeing here, but what people have been seeing all over the world. They're reporting it every day. There are thousands of reports now of the beautiful colors in the sky, colors we've never seen before. I mean, I saw the sky looking pink here and I kept trying, I put my filter, my camera on normal and I couldn't take a picture that wasn't absolutely hot pink, hot pink. I mean, we're talking the color of Lycra and spandex clothing in the 1980s, you know, during the let's get physical phase where we're all wearing super tight spandex and it was like bright colors. That was the color of the sky. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? Maybe my eye wasn't even seeing it clearly. You know, you see um, colors with the cones. You have rods and cones in your eyes, and the cones are what see color. And if you don't have enough cones, your the world is more dull and dim than somebody who has extra cones in their eyes. And some species of animals only see three or four colors, whereas humans see, I think, we see like 12 or 20 or something colors. And then there's like variations of that, but there are shrimp in the ocean that can see 256 colors. There's one specific kind of shrimp in the ocean. They discovered have so many cones that they can literally see 256 colors, which is weird. It's like, how many colors could there be in the ocean? That's like crazy, right? When you think about it, but I mean, it's very weird. I know that I'm seeing more colors in the sky. And I know that when I put my hand under a microscope, I see a lot of iridescent shimmery rainbow colors in my actual skin. I know that we're in the fifth dimension because of all this. I just feel it in my crystalline bones, my newly formed crystalline bones. I know this is real. I just feel it. Do you guys feel it? I hope you do. I hope you're feeling this too. I hope you guys are taking pictures and video of the skies because I mean, yesterday it was like the orangest clouds I've ever seen in a really beautiful turquoise sky. And a moment later, there were three different layers of blue. And a moment later, later it was like pink and purple. 
like Easter egg colors. Like the skies are colors of Easter eggs and every few minutes the skies here change color unless it's a full white cloud cover here. I mean, every few minutes the colors of the sky are just... It's almost like um, the magnetosphere all over the planet is being ionized. <laughs> it's like Aurora Borealis all over the whole planet. I mean, the magnetic pole is shifting so rapidly and changing so rapidly that scientists are still um, alarmed about this. They are actually growing more and more concerned by the day this is hitting mainstream media. I mean, it's just, it's like every day things get weirder and weirder and weirder. So, excuse me. Uh, Let's see what else here. I have a lot of news to get through. Um, Yeah, okay. Now, on April 24th, this one is a weird one. On April 24th, NASA always has, you know, cameras on the sun and the moon and different things and outer space and from the space station. And we have cameras now everywhere to check out the sky and the atmosphere and the planets and everything all around us. Okay. So NASA released footage on the 24th of April in which a comet literally hit the surface of the sun and just disappeared. So, I don't know. I saw a couple YouTube channels, you know, amateur sky watchers that said this comet looks like it's going to get awfully close to the sun. And they were really scared. And they said it could be game over. And they started doing the doomsday say a thing. Um, But it actually happened. The comet actually hit the sun. And then nothing else happened (laughs) but pretty creepy right like what I mean at least it didn't hit the earth I guess I mean I don't know what to make of that but they did release the footage there was another amateur sky watcher I saw her um, commentary and she said that she was very much concerned that it wasn't even a comet and she doesn't know what it was though So she was encouraging people to go and look at the footage, but I'm inclined to go along with NASA, even though Richard Hoagland always says that NASA secretly stands for never a straight answer. They don't always give us the real news behind the news they put out. So I don't know what to make of it. Another thing is Halley's Comet, I guess, is maybe passing through or maybe broke up. Anyway, they're saying now that we are getting meteors from Halley's Comet. A lot of meteors. And it is coinciding with the now Aquarid, Aquarid, I don't know how to say it, Aquarians. Aquarius <laughs> meteor shower. You can look in the southern sky pretty much no matter where you live on the planet in the early morning light before the sun comes up. They are expecting 40 meteors per 
hour. Now, the last one, the Lyrids one that just ended like three days ago was 20 meteors per hour. This one is double and they're coming rapidly and fast and all over Earth. We're going to be able to see them. So not just in the northern hemisphere or something. The whole planet is going to be able to see these meteors. 40 meteors per hour. And it's going to be visible from everywhere starting on May 5th starting on May 5th. So we have that to look forward to four days from now. So mark your calendars. This is really crazy news. So yeah, there is some really disconcerting news that we have gotten about. I almost don't even want to say this, but I want you guys to be, very much on the lookout for this. Maybe you're going to want to start wearing long sleeves if you live in the Northern Hemisphere, especially in the United States and Canada, because uh, these scientists decided to go ahead and create mosquitoes, nanobot technology mosquitoes, They're teeny tiny little metal machines that fly around and look identical to a mosquito. They land on your skin and they can bite you, which is literally injecting you with the latest technology that is a weapon. This was brought to people's attention and the CDC has reported this. The Centers for Disease Control in the United States have reported that there was a lady in Texas and she was bit by what she thought was a mosquito. When she went to slap it away, it cut her because it was made from metal. It looked squished and she looked at it and it rebuilt itself, stood up on her arm and flew away. She started to feel sick a couple hours later and went to the emergency room where she, uh, her blood was taken and they discovered that her white blood cell count was extremely low. Her organs started to swell. She had appendicitis that was induced by whatever was in the metal mosquito. She had her, um, her pancreas expanded, her liver expanded, all of her organs started to inflame and then shut down one by one by one within less than 24 hours she was dead the lab has not only released one mosquito but many the government is testing out a weapon of war on its own people and this just happened like this past week So possibly in the past two weeks, I think it was reported last week, but maybe it happened the week before. Anyway, it doesn't matter, right? So if you see a mosquito land on you, just, you know, flick it, flick it off. Don't smash it. Don't do what we all do. Smashing it. She smashed it into her skin. I don't know what they're going to do about this. This is crazy. This is absolute mad science. 
<laughs> it's weird and it's just completely these guys are are narcissistic lunatics so I don't know that story really bugged me yes pun intended bad bad pun intended sorry about that guys so very very weird right now there is a new form of candida we all have candida albicans and candida I forgot the second one in our body, which usually is normally kept in check when we take um, lactobacillus acidophilus or any normal healthy bacterias that are found in yogurt that, well, the health food yogurt, not the Dannon stuff that don't eat the Dannon stuff. They have nanobites to make it whiter in the Dannon stuff. Fruit at the bottom why would you want to make the yogurt whiter in color if there's fruit at the bottom and you're going to mix it in? Anyway, that makes no sense to me. But the crap that you get in the stores, don't pay attention to that. Go get the Greek yogurts, get the highly dense, high protein, high good bacteria count yogurts to keep the candida at bay. Okay, everyone who's ever looked into this knows that if you've ever gotten, you know, like a yeast infection or a thrush which is in your mouth, um, throat infection, um, from the candida. This is normal. Usually it's normal, but hospitals in New York have discovered that there have been several cases now of candida, um, aureus, aureus, things, A U R E U S. Okay. I'm trying to remember. This is like from my memory. Okay. So candida aureus, it's like a third type of candida. It is a super bug. If you've ever taken antifungal medicine that you're more likely to get this, especially if you've taken it recently, it's horrible because I need to take it and I'm scared because of this. I, this is one, one fear I'm having right now because I'm feeling that my throat is feeling a little, you know, anti was kind of fungally because remember I was on antibiotics when you're on antibiotics, what happens is it kills off all the bacteria in your body, including the good bacteria and allows the fungus to grow. So then you have to go on antifungals if you are susceptible to that, which I am unfortunately. So what they discovered is these people have this extremely virulent strain that is completely resistant to the drug, all the antifungal drugs. And people are, when they contract this, they die within 90 days and there's nothing that anyone can do to stop it. This is a super fungus and it is found in emergency rooms and in hospitals and more people that are young or immunocompromised or elderly are contracting this and several people have died it's now come from new york and gone across halfway across the u.s and it's come down through central america and through the top half of south america where i live damn it 
So please be, be just safe. Be careful. If you're feeling like sick and you feel like maybe you need to see a doctor, try to avoid the emergency rooms. Go to your normal doctor. Maybe wear a mask because they discovered that this is attaching itself to like the walls in emergency rooms in the hospitals. They, they swab surfaces that had been formerly cleaned and within a couple hours it's like in the air and they've had to quarantine several rooms in New York City in the emergency rooms and the hospitals when they're finding the superbug and they're not really knowing what to do with it. So just be careful, man. Be careful. Do your meditation. Remember to download the Rife Frequency app generator. Um, I mean, Rife Frequency generator app that you could get for free. And there are many different frequencies for Candida. So um, I would recommend that because that would burst the outer walls of the fungus um, cells. That way, you know, it just kills it right away. And die off of Candida, by the way, when you do go through a massive um, like antifungal routine where you're taking the antifungal medicine and also when you're um, or if you're doing it through herbs, especially the die off is so bad that your personality changes. You get very mean, (laughs) very horribly angry. And it's just the die off of the candida. It changes people's personalities. So I don't know. I don't mean to alarm anybody, but I want you guys to be cautious. If you feel sick, go to a doctor in a normal doctor's office. Don't go to an emergency room because that's where they're finding these this super bug. Um, let's see. There is another weird story about the red sand that is coming from the center of Europe. It sounds weird. This sounds like another weird fungal-like sort of thing, but this red sand is being picked up from, um, I want to say, like, Netherlands or Amsterdam area, and it's being propelled somehow into the air in the upper atmosphere, and it's been making, like, a swirly pattern all over all of Europe, and now it's hit Northern America and is going all the way down throughout South America. I don't, they, they say it poses no threat, but it's weird. Red sand from Europe. Does that sound right to you guys? Now I remember a number of years ago. Okay. Like I would have to say 10 to 12 years ago that Art Bell reported that a massive sandstorm was occurring in the Gobi desert in China. And it was being, the sand was being lifted up into the air and it was expected to cover the whole globe. And if you see yellow sand out of nowhere appearing in your yard, that it's just sand from the Gobi Desert, from China, from, you know, I don't know where Genghis Khan went through with his men, however long ago that was, like 1400 years ago or so. Well, I remember him reporting it. And two days later, sure enough, big winds came up over through the pine trees in Megalia, northern part of Paradise, California. And we had this massive yellow sand. And I remember taking my my oldest kid outside and I said, we're going to wash our hands afterwards, but I want you to touch this. 
And she was like, okay, mommy, what am I touching? It feels like sand. I go, this is sand from China. And I mean, just the way her eyes lit up and then she started to see in her mind's eye the way that the weather patterns work. And I said, this is not normal for this to happen, really. This is kind of a rare occurrence, but we just got a piece of China here. See, and and, I, and she got the idea that we're all connected and she was like, mommy, we're all connected, right? I'm like, yeah. And she said, that is so weird. And she was like speculating that maybe the air that had been in China was what carried it all the way to us. And we started talking about how everybody recycles the air, everybody recycles the food and the water. And this whole planet is all about the recycling of, you know, like we might've been breathing in air that Genghis Khan breathed in or that Jesus breathed in or Buddha. And it was just one of those teaching moments. It was like incredible. And not that much longer after that, a few weeks later, I remember there was like red Aurora Borealis in California, which you never see ever Aurora Borealis in California. So that was really weird. But um, now we're seeing some of this weird stuff again. (laughs) And maybe to more, uh, a greater extent. I don't know. What do you guys think? Have you ever heard of red sand in Europe? I mean, if they had said Asia, I would have been like, oh, yeah, that already happened. That Okay, maybe that's a common thing now. Red sand from Europe coming all the way around the whole globe, crossing all of Europe, all the way across Northern America, and making its way down in a weird backwards, like a spiral pattern, almost like a backwards nine. <laughs> just really weird so on secure team 10 channel on youtube i did see <clears throat> some really crazy stuff about nasa and mars more more information so if you want to check it out and hear the stories uh from tyler he's a very good reporter Or you could just listen to me if you don't want to look into it further. It's up to you. But if you do, he has a lot more detail than what I'm going to give you. Because we're now at 42 minutes. I knew this was going to be a whole show. I was going to talk about Hindu gods and goddesses and how to chant to each of them and what they each do in the event you got curious about that or you never heard of it or you never wanted to look into it. Tomorrow is uh, Throwback Thursday. It's the final episode of the Douglas Quinones interview who was an anthrop um, well, archaeologist and anthropologist in Guatemala and he is a descendant of the Mayan people and grew up reading the hieroglyphs so you're going to want to stick around tomorrow for that final interview if you haven't heard the first two it's every Thursday is throwback Thursday until I run out of old episodes from my original radio show from well god was it six years ago now oh my god it was six years ago yeah so anyway, uh, that's tomorrow. And then Friday, I'm going to come back at you with Hindu gods and goddesses and how to meditate or pray. How do you set up an altar to a Hindu god and goddess? Is it different than any other altar? So we're going to go into a little bit of magic, a little bit of meditation, and just learning about the different faces of the one true God. That's all it is. Most Hindus that know, that are in the know, know that... 
you know, Goddess Lakshmi and Lord Ganesh are really just the same God, but different ideas or identities or faces of the one thing, different facets of the one diamond. So we're going to go over that on Friday instead of today, because look, we're at 44 minutes now. So that's what we have coming up. Also, I was just contacted by another publisher. There's two people that published an amazing book. I'm going to get back to them. They're going to send me a copy of the book so I could read it. I'm probably going to try to have them on the show probably in a week, I'm thinking. And I still have my friend Barb Snow coming up. She just published her book just like six days ago. And her book is the first of four in four-part series about the ascension and that also sounds like absolutely phenomenal so i have a lot of authors coming up in the next few weeks probably may <laughs> the whole month of may looks like we're gonna have a lot of authors on i'm excited about that so that's what we have to look forward to i still need to get matthew david hurtado because We've been just trying to get it together with uh, scheduling and time and everything, but he is has written many, many books. It's hilarious because I was friends with him for years and I didn't even know. And then one day I got a suggestion on Amazon that I might like his kind of books. And I'm like, wait, he writes? <laughs> How weird is that? He knew I was an author and never bothered to tell me that he was, so... It was just like a wires crossed sort of thing. And I met him because I was buying his vitamins. He also has a vitamin company, like a mineral, really amazing company. So I'm going to have him on. We're going to talk about a lot of cool stuff. So that's coming up too. I don't know when quite yet. So anyway, I'm going to get to some Mars news before we go for the night. Um, First of all, NASA has now decided to instead of ignore every single stinking ufo that their pilots i mean not nasa i'm sorry the navy god not nasa everything was about nasa today the navy the united states navy pilots have for years and years and years been seeing ufos Sometimes they chase the UFOs. Sometimes the UFOs chase them. The UFOs have been clocked at 15,000 miles per hour, sometimes up to 20,000 miles per hour. Humans do not have any flying aircraft whatsoever that ever goes that fast. But up until very recently, up until like a week ago, They did not report it. They were called crazy. They were told it doesn't exist. They were quote unquote debriefed. (sighs) Being told that this just doesn't happen. This isn't real. It doesn't exist. Don't talk about it. You're not allowed to talk about it. The Air Force has been debunking UFOs since the 40s and before that even. 30s, the 20s. And the Navy, same thing. The U.S. government has been very, very stubborn on the fact that they have not even come forward to say that UFOs are real until now. Do I can do I say that this is absolute disclosure? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I need to talk to the experts on this. I need to go at least go see what they're seeing. You know, what is Stephen Greer saying about this? 
Because check this out, the United States Navy has been seeing so much UFO activity over the ocean and come in spacecraft coming out of the ocean and flying above the ocean out in the middle of nowhere that they have now come up with a actual an actual protocol for reporting UFOs. Well, if they're having a protocol to report something that doesn't quote-unquote exist, then wait a minute. No, no, no. If they're having to report it, if they're having a protocol to report that these things are happening, that means they're now admitting that they exist. To me, yes, it's a form of disclosure. Absolutely, this is a form of disclosure. Why would you have a report form to fill out for something that doesn't exist? Hmm. Makes me scratch my head. Makes me wonder awfully hard. I mean, throughout South America and Central America, many governments report on the news that things are happening. Yeah, it's that we saw what we believe to be an alien spacecraft. Or yes, we think this was from outside of Earth. It is extra terrestrial or maybe they'll say this comes from inside the earth maybe we think we saw this coming from inside the earth or from inside the ocean i mean there's whole cities in peru i saw with aliens everywhere little like little um aliens with space helmets and ray guns in one hand and eating a slice of pizza or or a um ice cream cone in the other people are literally using the extraterrestrial idea to sell things to tourists in certain, there's one little tiny town just south of Lima. I spent the night there looking all night for UFOs. I didn't see anything. I was so disappointed. Stared at the ocean for, in fact, the whole next day, I just stared at the ocean, just waiting for a UFO to come. I'll probably go over that someday, but that is just crazy, crazy stuff. All right, so gain now to the Martian news. There have been more sightings of things on the surface of the planet that look like they are definitely artificial. I don't want to say man-made, but I'll say Martian-made. Not Nothing that was made by a natural force, for sure. They also, um, NASA did release some footage of clouds going over the surface of Mars. And you know what? They took off the red filter. Oh, yeah. It looks like Earth. The sky is damn blue. The sky on Mars is blue. That means they do have an atmosphere. The clouds were white and puffy and kind of gauzy looking and normal, like normal Earth clouds. Then, this one is the weird one, guys. This is the one you've been waiting for, even though you didn't know it. Now, I don't remember if a number of years ago you guys were paying attention to Whitley Strieber and Art Bell and Richard Hoagland when they were, oh, so excited about what appeared to be long tubes or tunnels, glass tubes on Mars. Well, NASA has released in the past month a lot of footage, a lot of pictures of more and more and more glass like tubes and the way the sun was shining off one of them looked like there was a sort of a transport pod 
maybe going through one of these glass tubes and the glass tubes look like they have metal rings around them as some sort of a reinforcement structure to keep the tubes from collapsing maybe it's all speculation we don't really know but it looks like there might be possibly some sort of life large life like humanoid form or i don't know what martians living under the surface of mars going through these glass tubes these pictures are really 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 intriguing really bizarre you're probably going to want to go over to secure team 10 on youtube and check out tyler's footage of this he puts up all the pictures of nasa on his channel now the other thing is they had sound they have a new piece of equipment on mars nasa does and they have started to release sounds of mars and the other day there was a sound of the normal martian wind Yes, there's an atmosphere. Yes, there's wind. Yes, there's clouds. But then after we heard the wind sound, it sounded like, wait for it. They say it's a Mars quake, not an earthquake because it's not Earth. It's a Mars quake, seismic activity. But when Tyler played this for his audience and I listened, I agree with Tyler 100%. It sounds like an underground railroad or a subway or a bullet train or maybe a sort of pod going through a glass tube. It sounds like public transportation. You've got to hear the sound. You got to go to Secure Team 10 hear this sound. I'm pretty certain you guys will agree. It does not sound like a quake, Mars quake or seismic activity because I can hear when an earthquake is coming. I've told people, oh no, an earthquake's coming. And within 30 seconds, boom, we have an earthquake. How did you know? I heard it. I have to turn up the damn TV because I can barely hear that. But boy, I can hear that extra low frequency sounds. I can hear that pretty well. And this did not sound like that. Not even by a long shot. Sounded like an, uh, uh, just almost like a subway, like a train. So I don't know, guys. This is what I had for you tonight. I love you. I love all of you. Please feel free to write me at metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com for questions, comments, or if you want to be on the show. Maybe you're an author with a spiritual book or some news on the Ascension. I would love to hear from you. You can also send me a voice message. I will play on the air at anchor.fm slash metaphysical. I love you all. I'm running out of time, so... I'm signing off (laughs) with peace and joy and love and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension. Until next time, guys, peace.
Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.